A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, the Lord appointed seventy-two others whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go into the streets and say, The dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The seventy-two returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus traveled from village to village proclaiming the good news of God. He preached to the poor and healed the sick. When Jesus saw Peter and Andrew fishing, and later James and John in the boat with their father Zebedee, he invited them, Come, follow me. At once they left their nets and followed him. When there were twelve, Jesus called them together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. Now the Lord appointed seventy-two others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. Luke never names these seventy-two disciples, and we never hear of them again. Like many others before them, they too left families and homes to spread the message of Jesus about the kingdom of God. We are all connected to those seventy-two disciples who were sent out to proclaim the good news, just like the twelve before them. Someone heard it and believed, and they told another, who told another, and another, 
and one of those was someone we know. Their names are known only to God. But the Orthodox Church celebrates the feast of the 72 disciples on January the 4th, announcing the coming of the Christ, whose birth is celebrated on January the 7th. After Jesus' death, these pairs of disciples became Jesus in every town and place they visited. The Christian mission is interpersonal. Each new generation of carriers becomes the body of Christ. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Harvest time is a time to gather. The prophet Isaiah speaks to the children of Israel who are exiled in Babylon. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. The sign of God's promise being fulfilled is the gathering of those who are scattered, bringing all the lost home. Last Sunday, Jesus began the journey to Jerusalem, a journey which continues for ten chapters in Luke's Gospel. Jesus has set his face toward Jerusalem, and we are following on the way. In today's Gospel, the 72 are sent out ahead of Jesus to every town and place where he intended to go. In a physical and social sense, before Jesus' death, his disciples went before him. But in a spiritual sense, Jesus was always going before his disciples, both before and after his death. Jesus was already active in the lives of the people of every town and place before the disciples arrived. The missionary perception was that the Christ in the disciples met the Christ in the people of every town and place. Like the twelve apostles before them, the seventy-two are instructed to carry no purse, no bag, no sandals. The German abbot Gerhard Lofink says, The light equipment of Jesus' disciples is intended to point to this new thing that is happening in Israel. Everywhere in the cities and villages, wherever the disciples go to preach the reign of God, they find Jesus' adherents and sympathizers, people of peace, who receive them into their houses and provide everything for them. So the disciples are not alone. Around them, the true Israel is beginning to gather, a sign that the kingdom of God is coming into being. They are indeed without means, but they have everything. They are indeed poor, and yet they are rich. A group of people throughout the land, all of them seized by the reign of God, trusting one another without reservation, sharing with one another, caring for one another. That is an inexhaustible reserve. The disciples take no possessions with them, which makes them extraordinarily vulnerable. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. That is why the insistence on taking nothing with you. Disciples simply bless, give peace, 
and heal. They do not compete to be up there with the rest of society. They leave rivalry behind. So Satan falls. He no longer has power over them. They have nothing to lose. They have not sought to make a possession even of themselves. When they return, Jesus reflects on their success. I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. Rejoice, Jesus tells them, that your names are written in heaven. Jesus invites us into a new way of living that is outside the power of the accuser. The devil's ways are revealed in his names. Satan, the accuser. Devil, the divider. The one who tears things apart. Satan does everything in his power to accuse us before God and one another, to divide and separate us from God and from each other. The only power we possess is the power of the cross. As St. Paul declared, May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus faced the same temptation to use power in the way the world uses power. The devil said to Jesus, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. But Jesus came to gather, not to scatter, to unite rather than separate. As laborers in the kingdom, we are sent as disciples of Jesus and ambassadors of peace. Our motivation changes from security, status, and sabotage to generosity, humility, and cooperation. In this way, the power of the accuser and divider is defeated and a new spirit, flowing like a river, is released into the world.